may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. The great theme of our gospel text this morning is the ongoing presence of the risen Christ with his people. The event recorded is one that happened the evening of that first Easter day. And I have no doubt that this is, um, that St. Luke is recording an event that actually happened. Um, that, that two of Jesus' followers actually experienced and testified to. But I believe that it is also a kind of um, a living allegory for the experience of the church down through the ages. Jesus had promised his disciples, wherever two or three are gathered, there I am with them. And so it is. He draws near to us whenever we come as his disciples together, whenever we, we turn our hearts and minds together to the things that we know of him, the things that we believe about him. He comes near and he goes with us. He journeys with us. Jesus is not just... Um, a guru on a mountaintop that, uh, for, that's, that's far away, that we arrive to at the end of an arduous journey. No, he is the one, not only at the end of our search, but he is the one who travels with us. He is there beside us each step of the way even before we recognize that it is him who is our companion. It's him who asks us questions. It is him that provokes our earnest discussions. It is him who listens as we pour out our hearts to him, confused, hurt, discouraged, and questioning. He comes to us in the guise of a stranger. He comes to us as the curious seeker, the inquirer, the one who's not yet heard the gospel, the one who has not yet believed. And what will we say of him at that moment? Can we, like uh, these two disciples, speak the truth about Jesus? Can we testify to his death and his resurrection even with our own confusion, doubt, and uncertainty? Will we dare to share our hope with another? He comes to us also in the loving rebuke. 
the word of correction. How foolish and slow of heart, Christ said to the disciples. Can we accept that word of correction from a friend as the word of Christ to us? Will we listen with patience and even perhaps gratitude? He comes to us in our pain and suffering to remind us that we are not alone. To remind us that he too knew the experience of rejection, of grief, of betrayal, and physical anguish. He comes to remind us that our suffering is not meaningless, but it has a purpose that we as yet cannot know or cannot yet understand. It, however, leads us to joy, a joy that shall be our everlasting consolation. If Christ himself had to first suffer pain, rejection, and death before entering into his glory, why should we expect less? He comes to us in the pages of Holy Scripture. He comes to us in the Bible, and not just the New Testament either. All of the Scriptures, Old and New Testament alike, speak of Him. They direct us to Him. We find Him on every page of Scripture, if we have the eyes to see, if we read with the eyes of faith. He comes to us as the one who opens the scriptures to us, as a teacher and instructor. Christ is present through the Holy Spirit in order to teach his people himself, in order to lead them into all truth. He's there with us when we have our Bibles open in front of us in our living room or in our kitchen. He's there with us through the Holy Spirit as our instructor, as our teacher, as our rabbi. And yet Christ is also present through the friend, through the, the clergyman or priest, the brother, the fellow traveler who shares God's word with us, who explains the meaning of the text, who helps us to believe and understand. He comes to us also in the stranger, the one who is in need, the one who needs hospitality, who needs food to eat or a place to stay, comes to us there also. If we invite him, if we open the door to him, he will come in, he will stay with us, and he will break bread with us. Finally, he comes to us in our gathering for worship, in the reading of the word, and in the guise of bread and wine. Notice how this uh, account from, from Luke's gospel seems to reflect 
the pattern of worship found in our liturgy, uh, found in our celebration of the Holy Eucharist. First, there's the liturgy of the Word. The text of Holy Scripture is, is open, right? It's, 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 it's expounded to us. The Gospel is proclaimed to us, and we are helped to recognize the presence of Christ in the text, in the words of Scripture. That's, that's what we're doing now, right? We're, we're, we're opening up the text together. We're, dis, we're, 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 we're reading it together. We're pondering it together. We're looking for where Christ is present there. And following the liturgy of the Word, there's the, the liturgy of the table or the liturgy of the altar. There's the actual the, the celebration of the Holy Eucharist proper. As Jesus sat with the two disciples that night on the, on the road to Emmaus with those two pilgrims, he took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it to them. That's a familiar pattern, is it not? This is what we do in remembrance of him. He still comes to us today whenever the celebrant takes, blesses, breaks the bread of the Eucharist. Here, Christ is given to us his body, his soul, his divinity. Notice that our, in our text, the eyes of the disciples are opened and they recognize that it was Jesus with them all along. And it's at this point that he vanishes, that he disappears. He doesn't leave them, however. It's as if he says this. You don't see my face any longer. You don't uh, see the, 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 my form or my shape. You don't have... Um, a vision of me in the flesh. But you have this bread broken for you. And this too is my body. This too, if you believe it, is me coming to you, with you, beside you, inside of you if you take and eat. Brothers and sisters, the risen Christ is still present in our midst. Even today, even in 2020, in Schenectady, New York, on the other side of the world, from, from Emmaus. I don't think it's irreverent to say either that yes, He's even present with us on Facebook or Zoom. He comes to us even in a telephone call, an email, or by way of old-fashioned pen and paper. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ask, and he will come 
and abide with you. He will stay with you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.